How many years stand up? 22 years of stand up. Wow. When did you start? I started uh, about a year and a half out of college, so 97, 98, somewhere around there. I remember, okay, I know what it was. October of 97. Where did you go to college? Northwestern. Chicago. Well, just outside of Chicago, Evanston, Illinois. So you, you're you're from Chicago? No, I'm from Phoenix. Oh, shit. I'm from Phoenix. And then you went to ch- college in Chicago. What happened was I started thinking about I started thinking about college. I was always I was always a school boy. I was always it's the one thing that I've always been really good at. School. Studying in school. Yeah. So you have your bachelor's? I got my bachelor's. Yeah. Okay. Um, you don't look at me less because I told you I dropped out, right? No, we can talk about that later too because I, I don't think I don't think uh, school is for everybody. Okay. And especially now. Like if I had a kid and he came to me and he said, Dad, I want to go to school. I'd be supportive. And then if he told me I want to study acting, I was like, well, that's not going to happen. You're not going to go to college for that. <laughs> it's a waste of your money. It's not a waste of money because education is important no matter what. But with acting, you're going to come out and you're going to go to acting school wherever you're in whatever city you're at anyway. Because part of that is is the connections that you meet and the people that you meet. Do, so you do think it's, it's pointless to go to school? It's fucking pointless to go into ridiculous debt for something that you're going to have to, that you're never going to be able to get a job at that's going to pay back what you owe. That makes a lot you know of sense. I mean? And you're going to go to some dumb fucking exactly. one-off, yeah. you know, act shit anyways, well, that's right? that's the thing. If you, if you, you can go to <laughs> school and pay them thousands of dollars. Look. I, so my I, sister graduated with a UCLA theater arts degree. I don't want to talk shit, but it's... I know, and I know you don't want to talk shit, but here's where I'm going to talk shit. I graduated from zero degree, mm-hmm. and not, not no disrespect to my sister, I've uh, done more entertainmently mm-hmm. than she ever did in her career-driven path. Yeah. And I just didn't even care. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's how I know that it's like, it's a different... It's a different beast. It's a different beast. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go to school for that. No, I think you I can... think schooling. Look, education is education. I'm not shitting on education. But okay, I'll give you an example. When I went to Northwestern, which is a good college, very good, school, good, very good, good for you, man. I, I, you know, the sad thing is, I was prouder of getting passed at the comedy store by Mitzi Shore than I was the day I graduated from college. Well, I'm sure that's a. Okay, that wait, was a way bigger but honestly, deal what sounds better? Um, hey, you got a degree to from lawyer? Uh, uh, yeah, but to <laughs> a fucking comic? Yeah. 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 You got the okay, everyone who's listening in, he just got did you hear what he just said? Yeah. Yeah, that's the I, top honor. It's it's the it, I did that, you know. That's amazing. No where my career is now. You're a fucking com- and, and you got your you got guy. your name on there. Got my name up there, my pictures up there. I have stood on the same stage as Richard Pryor. I love Sam that. Kittis, the wow. Kicks, and that means something to me. No matter where my life goes or whatever, however this fucking thing, like, can, can we cuss on this? Or do you no, please. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm not going <laughs> to overdo it, but I, I do tend to curse. And I do oh, no, please. Out. I mean, use it within the, you know, oh, uh, I don't get ridiculous within the reasonable yeah. limit. You know what I mean? Um, when I went to college, 92 to 96, I think the base tuition fee, the base of just going to school, eleven five. And by the time I got out, it was thirteen. Okay, thousand. Is it? That was ninety two to ninety six. Now that doesn't include books, 
airfare, and um, housing and food, okay, plus entertainment, all that other shit, right? When I went back in 2013. To college. Yeah, when I went back to Northwestern okay. to do a show, kids were paying 48, I think it was something like 48 or 49,000 base tuition to go there. So that's. Which had to have been another 12 to 15,000. It's so crazy. Class. Like, it's like such a good business. Mm hmm. It's like the it's the it's the fucking most ridiculous hustle that they next to insurance it's the best hustle that they've ever created. Fifty thousand yeah. dollars. That's that's almost five times as much in less than twenty years. I There's had nothing a, wrong with that. I had an ex girlfriend and her sister, yeah. Harvard degree architecture. Another worthless and exactly. Yeah. So I remember her sister was always home. Because we would always try to have sex and we couldn't because the sister's home. So then I'm just like, why the fuck is she home with a Harvard degree? Like, you go in there, she's got the whole shit hanging mm -hmm. everywhere. I'm like, why isn't she out, like, designing a new building in Dubai? And she's like, um, she's not working right now. How, she just lives at home? And I'm just, in my mind, I'm like, how much did they spend? Yeah. And that's it. She, I don't even think she's doing shit now. She just lives at home, and they got it hanging on the seal, on the wall. Yeah. But she hasn't fun. designed shit. Dude, I've designed more shit than her, dude. I've designed better skate parks on Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I'm a better architect like, yeah. than she is. Oh, it's absolutely true. It's like, you know, when, you, when you're talking to me about, about um, finagling your way into jobs without a, a bachelor's degree, when it comes down to it, if you show these assholes that you can make them money – your background doesn't mean anything. You could be you could be an ex-con, you could have no education. It just you comes down to money. It really does. Do you make them money? Are you profitable to them? And the problem is with the arts. When I went into when I went into the arts, I thought to myself, well, there is a magic in cinema. I'm a movie guy. I went yeah. to school to study film. I so is that film. your degree? That's my, yeah, radio, television, film, studies. Wow, so that's what you have your bachelor's in. That's what I have my bachelor's in. Fuck yeah, that's but awesome. That, that has afforded me um, a teaching credential, even though it's a 30-day substitute teaching credential. I can sub anywhere. And teach field. film and all that? I can teach anything. That's fucking awesome. I can teach anything, you know? Wow. So it, de it depends on what the school needs. Now, okay. I can't get hired on to be a full-time staff. I would have to go back and get a master's degree in order to do that. But I started thinking about getting a master's degree a few years back, and I said to myself, why would I go into incredible debt to get a degree that's not going to pay me enough, and I still want to be an actor comedian? It's the only thing I've ever wanted to do. It's the only thing that I'm good at. So how did – okay, this is what fascinates me about most comedians is, like, we all live normal lives until there's that turning point of, where you're like, I got to do comedy. And so what was that for you? Well, it was two things. Number one, I grew up during the age when um, HBO first started picking its head out into cable television, right? Uh -huh. So when I was a kid, you would see the George Carlin specials. George Carlin was weird and wacky and a good time on stage. He wasn't the one that we saw like... He wasn't the old angry George. Yeah. Which is because I remember I the old George. 
the young George. Yeah, the weird, wacky. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The beard. The, the, you know, I mean, he's always yeah. Yeah, I preferred the old, angry George as I got older because I've always been an old, pissed off kind of guy. Well, I, I think everyone like like remembers him better as the old, angry than the young and happy. The truth is, is it's that like when, um. It was it was the period of his career when he had the most success, but it's also the most recent time. So you don't you don't remember that. And Carlin, unlike maybe like say Pryor or a lot of other comedians, Pryor's act evolved and changed. Whereas he was a young guy talking about the radio and growing up in White Harlem, as he called it, um, growing up Irish Catholic, his beliefs about uh, religion to that later period as he got older, began taking more drugs and that affected his outlook on things. See, he you mean became, Carlin? Carlin, Carlin yeah. He became more of an analytical guy that was studying the bigger picture. He was studying He got more like anthropologist. Exactly. Right? It was it was it was it was definitely this attitude of looking at the world and the people and culturally how we interact. And there was the goofiness still in the act, but it was a darker kind of angry act that I gravitated towards. And when I was like 13 or 14, when I started listening to him heavily, I think it was around 15, where he started coming out and saying there is no God. And he was starting to say, he started having a real problem with religion. He had always been an atheist, but that's when it started coming into his act. And I was very impressionable at that time. And that's when I started adopting. I was like, well, I don't want to shit on God, but I don't see the point in believing this anymore. So it became a matter of, there was like a cultural awakening. When people talk about they take psychedelics and they take drugs and that opens their mind. I didn't need all of that. All I needed were these free thinking people who opened me up to an understanding of how things work. Now, the other comic at that time that was really affecting me was Richard Pryor. And I had just seen live on the Sunset, no, live in concert, then live on the Sunset Strip. And at that point, probably 81, 82, my cousins and everybody in the free world were raving about Eddie Murphy Delirious, which was a landmark um, comedy special. But... I was sitting there going, this guy's funny, but I know this other guy who's just way funnier. And I thought to myself, well, I'm, I'm, I'm on to something that nobody else, I, you know, you don't know. You're like that guy, uh, that like that hip hop head mm -hmm. who like, while well, everyone's listening to some soup. And that, I felt like that's how it was with like rap. Like while yeah. everyone's in like West side connection, yeah. like I had like B side Ghostface killer tapes yeah. and I was real snobby too. Like you do, you become because that. You become because you want when you see the higher level of whatever it is, mm -hmm. you always have like, like, because I think just the average person is dumbed down to it's easier, it's easier to it's be like easier. a Kevin Hart fan than yeah. it is to be a Patrice O'Neill fan, yeah, exactly. That's a that's a perfect way of saying Do you know it. what I'm saying, yeah, absolutely. Like, you got to seek Patrice out, Patrice. you got to get into the community yeah. to realize this guy has a freaking. Tribute, don't you know? Mm -hmm. Um, where the best comedians in the world throw every single month because he killed so hard, yeah. And these uh, are like it's an amazing thing because what you see is that here's a guy. If you listen to Patrice O'Neill, and you, you obviously have listened to him, this is a guy that wasn't afraid to go up there and be unlikable, 
and he was up there. He was hella bikeable. Yeah. But I fuck you love it because it was so real. It was an honesty. Burr. I think Bill Burr is probably the best comic working today. And I think a great deal of that comes from his relationship with, with Patrice, Patrice O'Neill yeah. all those years. Now, I'm not, I don't want to shit on Kevin Hart, but I've seen the specials and I'm not impressed. Right. Patrice came from a deeper, darker place that he need. I don't know, maybe he would have done the easy stuff that would have got the audience behind him, but he chose to speak a certain truth that he believed in. And I think I don't think he would, because the way he would do his comedy, he would like talk shit to himself mm -hmm. about even being like that because yeah. it was so honest. Yeah, the, you cannot, you cannot de deny the male female, um, the dynamic, the difference in us. Yeah, and especially in 2019, there's this attitude that we're all the same. We're not all the same. We're not the same. You know, I'm not like a woman, and a woman is not like me. Um, and I can... You have certain emotional aspects that are more geared towards one gender than the other, and those things will peak out, but at the, at the end of the day, you're a man. I'm a man. That's going to be a... And I'm not saying it in the sense of, well... Now your whole life has to be about getting pussy and talking shit and being the toughest guy in the room. It's a matter of carrying yourself like a man in a way that is not, it's not necessarily um, embraced now. There's this idea that, that, that men have to be more feminine and you watch a guy like Patrice O'Neill or you watch Bill Burke. That shit doesn't come out. And you watch guys like, I bet your dad and my dad were like from that generation of being a fucking man. Yeah. And it's like. Those dads, like I was telling somebody this, I was, um, you look at your father and your father had true role models. You think about the guys that our parents watched when they were kids. Lee Marvin, Bronson, um, Lee Marvin Bronson, Steve McQueen. Uh, my dad introduced me to Toshiro Mifune real early on. Tough guys. Uh, Bruce Lee. These were badasses. Badasses. You know, any one of those guys, even at old age, could have kicked our asses. <laughs> you know? For fucking sure. And because, you know what, yeah. the mindset. Yeah. We would, we would puss out. They would be yeah. like, do or die. You mm -hmm. know, let's do this, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh. Either you kill me or I'll kill you. Exactly. Now, but now, who were the here? There was a period there where Tom Cruise was the action star. I'm sorry. Tom Cruise ain't kicking my ass. Not, <laughs> not now, not ever. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you know? The Rock. Justin Bieber just challenged him to a fucking It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, if Justin Bieber can call you out, you're a bitch, dude. You're fucking, what's his, you're Jack Reacher, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> It's just Justin so Bieber wants to yeah. fight you? Would, would Justin Bieber call Van Damme out or fucking no, Stallone? No. Or would he call fucking even Schwarzenegger yeah, when he I mean, Schwarzenegger like, got kicked in the back? Did you see that? Gotta? Got it. was like the kid even fought. It was like a, they threw a rock at him and he didn't notice. A 60 some year old man, almost 70 years old. When I watched it, I got mad. Like, why the yeah. fuck? Was that just for shits and giggles? They're just idiots in this world who think that. That's so they just did thing. that for like some some fame time. Some guy just did it because he drop kicked yeah. Arnold, bro. 
he jumped up and kicked him in the back and <laughs> fell down. Arnold I wish he came back in. with like a soundboard bite. Yeah. Like, you son of a bitch. How are you? He didn't he didn't go down. He did not go down. You know, I mean it's Have it's, you ever had an Arnold encounter? I, I saw Arnold, him one time. With the actual Arnold? Have no. you ever seen I saw him one time at the beach. Really? He was just riding his bike by. How old was he at that time? Uh this was probably like ten years back. Okay. And I was just like, even then. I would have reacted the same now. Like, holy fuck, that's Arnold. Yeah. The closest I ever came to an Arnold moment, um, a good friend of mine, Mike Black, comic friend of mine, um, we were at the Landmark in um, Santa Monica. Go see movies all the time. And I go take a piss. And as I come out of the bathroom, he races up to me. Now, Mike Black's a big guy. I'm a big guy. Mike's big. He gets in my face and goes... I just saw I just saw Goldie Hawn. Oh shit! And I looked at him. I was like, "Who gives a fuck about Goldie Hawn? Kurt Russell." <laughs> you know, that's exactly how I, I was like, "Who gives a fuck about Goldie? Kurt Russell." <laughs> I screamed, "Kurt Russell!" Kurt and Russell. I, I ran. I ran around. Black. Escape from LA. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Fucking Jack Burton. Fucking big troll. Uh, RJ McGrady. All of that. You know. I overboard, raced dude. Overboard. Everything. Oh, I just, everything. I mean, yeah, hey, people everything. forget how classic Kurt Russell he was. Great. He still is great. Dude, you know? he was fucking dope in Death Race or whatever. He was, he was the best thing about that movie. Oh, what was, was it? De- was it called Death? Yeah, Death Proof. Yeah, Death Proof. Death Proof. He was yeah, he, he was Death so Proof. good. It was so bad with that movie that I hated it the first time I watched it because I didn't want to see three bitches beat the shit out of Kurt Russell. Yeah, like, yeah. That pissed me off. You can't you know? fuck a yeah, fucking Jack. Yeah, yeah. I loved it after, but I, I I couldn't get over that hump initially. A little bit, right? Yeah, so I raced down the escalator. That's... I almost knocked this old lady down. <laughs> I sidestep her, check her into the fucking thing. <coughs> Karen, it's I, fucking yeah, Arnold. I, I get down to the bottom of the escalator. I look at left and right. I look. I see him over there by the um uh, by the by the ticket kiosk. You, you saw but, Arnold? No, no, no. Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. I see Kurt Russell validating his ticket. Oh, and shit. I'm, I'm excited. I'm like... And then I get it together, and I just slowly start walking over to him. I say, "Mr. Russell, <laughs> very nice to meet you, sir." Oh, you, like, you, you, yeah. you talked to him. I I kept it together at that moment. Nice. I pulled it all together after making an asshole out of myself, racing down, screaming like, "Yeah, knocking the lady yeah. down, everything." And I I just introduced myself. He said, "Nice to meet you." I wanted. I asked him if we could take a picture. He said he preferred not to because of the thing. And I said, "That's not a problem. It's not a problem." But he reached out his hand to shake hands. So I reached out. I said, thank you very much. We, you know, my buddy Mike Black and I, I hear Black, are like, big trouble or the thing play in L.A. We don't miss it every time. I mean, and he was just a cool guy. That was the that was the most starstruck I've been. ever been. Did you ever watch the documentary about his dad's baseball team? I heard the Bastards of... Uh, Bastards uh, yeah, of some Portland thing. No, I haven't seen it. I, yeah. You know, it might be on Netflix. It's on Netflix, so his dad bought out a team and... Mm-hmm. Apparently his dad was like a crazy baseball owner. Well, his dad was... Well, a, and also an actor. His dad was an actor. He was mostly like a stuntman character actor thing. I think his name was... Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that's basically the dude, character. Dude, I can't wait to playing. see that, dude. I'm hoping that it's better Tarantino than what Tarantino has been... Exactly. Well, out, you know? So did you not like Hateful Eight? And I hated the Hateful Eight. I enjoyed parts of Django. I... Really? You didn't like yeah, the Hateful Eight? I hated the Hateful Eight. Really? Hateful Eight, number one, it just felt like um, my biggest problem with Tarantino <sighs> over the past... Uh, I had a Tarantino years. moment, too. A what? A Tarantino moment. Oh, yeah, okay. You, you ran into Tarantino? I, I saw him at um, El Compadre in Hollywood, oh. 
And at the time, I was uh, a brand ambassador for a skate company. I don't know if you ever seen the Bruce Lee DJ t-shirt. It was in the vendors. Yeah, I've seen that. So that's my friend's the company. The glasses and the yeah. headphones. Yeah. So long story short, I ran into Quentin Tarantino. And I didn't want to be a little stalker, like fan, fuck, yeah. fan, fuck, fanboy. But I just I wanted him to get the product and maybe wear it. Yeah. So I, I literally tattooed him, hey, Mr. Tarantino, without looking at me, he goes, I'm busy, please. Like, he yeah. gave me the hand, which is cool. And then I go, dude, I'm so sorry, dude. I just want to give you a free shirt. And he goes, okay, what is it? And then he saw the Bruce Lee thing, and he thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, actually, that's fucking cool. I'll take it. And he turned around and he was, like, talking to the blonde. But in terms of me as a person, I was obsolete. You went into those. And it's kind of like, it's, you know, what can you do, right? And I didn't no, get offended. I was it's like, just, it's one of those things where it's, it's like, like you're Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Well, like, if you're on that level of fame and you got people coming up to you. Do you feel like, time, yeah, you'd be that way too, right? I don't know. I would hope to be more like Tom Hanks than anything, but. Like more yeah. like, like Keanu Reeves, right? Like have a story yeah. about you. Yeah. Like, wow, he's so nice that you didn't expect it. I would hope that I could just blend into the crowd though. That's what I would hope. It was just like, you know, just disappear into you know, it, it's it's weird to figure out who who's actually famous in this um, TMZ era because you know, like everyone's these, famous now. Well, the thing about it is, so many of these people have publicists who call and say, "My client's going to be here." This is oh, my client's going to be you know. So, so they, they stage the that TMZ shit. shit. Yes and no. What they do is they they call up. And they let TMZ know or the paparazzi know where these people are going to be. And they just show up that, you know, and now you can pretend, oh, the fucking, the pop, the, you know, the, my public this and my public that. I'm such a big deal in, um, in, in the world of entertainment. And, you know, I can't go anywhere. I can't have a life. But it's all bullshit, you know. They're like, there's a bunch of different um, actors and directors who walk the streets of New York with no problem whatsoever. I've, I've heard stories about De Niro just walking the streets and he just he minds his own business. He goes to where he needs to go. And that's oh, it. and you see a lot of those, like, they're on the subway or Ben mm-hmm. Stiller gives his seat off on the yeah. subway. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a pessimistic kind of guy, so I think a lot of times when that is recorded and put on social media, it's, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I, that's what I think. Um, but here's no telling what is real and what is imagined. But I would think, okay, as if I was as famous as, like, a yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. It's almost like because you're so big, you should even be nicer because it's so easy to have a bad rumor spread. Yeah. And so, like, the more fucking surprisingly nice you are, because mm-hmm. we never hear good shit about people. It's always bad. Oh, it this is. guy's a dick. This mm-hmm. guy's an asshole. Um, but you, I mean, but about, then, yeah. Think about how many bad days that you have. <laughs> exactly. Which sucks because yeah. you, you can't get away with anything. Yeah. I mean, People look at me, and I'm, in, I'm genuinely, it's hard for people to imagine, but I'm genuinely in a good mood, but I just carry myself with this scowl. Are you scowling all the time? Or? All the time. All like, time. what do you mean, when you're, like, around, walking? When I'm just walking from place to place, I got a scowl on my face, and it's just something that Why is, is it? Uh, I think when I was young, I, um, just I watched it. my old man, and that's how my old man carried himself. Just hate, judging and hating people, or no, not necessarily judging and hating. Just um, if you put out this vibe, 
you're less likely to have people fuck with you. Oh, I see. Just you know more I mean? of like uh Yeah. So just stay your fucking distance. Yeah. That kind of thing. Oh, that's good. And, uh, you know, like a lot of people, like we were at a gig the other day, you and I, if you would come up and talk to me, you would. I would have put my book down and we would start talking. Yeah. I and like you, it. like, you always been friendly. And we yeah. did another gig. We were in we did, Pat yeah, Guy, Yoga's gig. With Pat, yeah. yeah. But there was other comics that I go out of my way. I put the headphones in. I open my book. And they'll come and sit next to me and they'll start talking. I'm and you like, don't want to. I'm just like. I, well, I'm like that with a lot of people, yeah. too. You know? But you it's, don't it's, waste it's, time. Yeah, I mean, it's just like. That's one of the hardest things about the stand-up game is that there's so much bad bad juju out there. <laughs> yeah. All of these motherfuckers hate each other. They're talking it's shit really about negative. each other. It's really negative. You know how many people negative. I've followed for years and they haven't liked a fucking single thing I've ever posted? Yeah. Or, and it's like I've even tried to like like or and what sucks is like we're, we're not really that supportive of a community that no, I, you, you no. would think we would be. Yeah. And, uh, and I think sometimes I get a little disheartened sometimes because but it is what it is, it you know. Is what it you is. can't, hard, you know. But then you you meet guys, and I mean, I meet guys in this thing that I'm like, just fucking walk away. <laughs> I don't like you. You're a drunk, or you're chasing pussy like an asshole, or you're mistreating these women, or you're doing all kinds of. You're shit. You're doing something you don't with, like, you know. And you know, there's a handful of people that I really, I I don't have that many friends in regular life. Okay. Because I don't. You're my just, attitude has always been. The more friends you have, the less likely you are to have real friends. That's You're a great point. Too thin, you know what I mean? That's a great point. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, I got, when you think about it, you got five people that if. The most. Yeah. Your funeral ratio is going to be a lot like your Facebook ratio. Oh, yeah. Where you have 10,000 friends, mm -hmm. but I'll bet you four dudes will actually show up yeah. and fucking mm -hmm. really care. Yeah. And that's, that's if you're lucky enough to. Uh, not outlive them <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's just that you know we live in a day and age of like fake false yeah. you know like we grew up i mean i grew up in you know when you know pre-social media mm -hmm. where it was like you had a, you had a fucking friend you did you had to call the guy you had yeah. to drive to his house you know yeah. wasn't it was you know it was hard to get a hold of him sometimes it was a different you had, a, time you had a page him yeah. you know Friendship was much more valued back it then. It was way more valued. Yeah, that's why it's like like the friends that I have now are solid guys that I can depend on. I got maybe I got maybe five or six guys and a couple of women in my life that are friends. I'm not talking about relationships or anything. I'm talking about friends. Just like and, real friends. Yeah, that are real friends. That if like if you find yourself on the other end of that DUI, that's the motherfucker that you call. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? It, it, it's yes and that's a hard thing to come to terms with for some people because it's like you know oh i got so many friends and this and that and i'm just like i don't know you might be friendly with people i try to be friendly with with the people that i know but i'm i can't say that all of these people are my friends yeah you know, handful of them and you, you never know when a friendship is going to develop but i'm just as quick to say well I guess we're not the friends that I thought we were, you know? And you know what? That happened to me recently, too, where it happens to me a lot where I meet someone. I mean, a couple years go by where it's good, and then one day maybe they snap at me or yeah. they'll bring something to my attention that I had no idea that they were feeling. 
And then the minute I say, or if I defend my case, what do they do? They block you or unfriend you. And it's like, like you could just kill me off. That's just fucking. And what's sad is now, it's like we just—if I wanted to get rid of you, Rick, I just press a button. Exactly. It's like, no, no like let's let's that. argue it out. Like let's push and shove. Well, that's, let's, a, that's the thing. Meet me at Taco Bell. Let's talk. People about. do not confront each other. They don't. They hide from their they truths. Hide they from just, their true selves. It's like, are you are you kidding me? It's like, let's talk <laughs> this shit out. Let's no. figure out what the problem is. You know, I, I remember I had a friend. No, no, that, people don't talk shit out now, dude. They, they don't. don't. They don't. I had a friend in high school. And this is this is right around the time that I moved out here, and I'm I'm bad because I'll sorry I'll make it. I'm looking at the okay. reason I keep looking is um, every thirty minutes it stops, mm-hmm. so then we we start up. Oh, so you got to record again? So no, no, no. We just add to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, but go you. on. You had no. the friend. I had a friend, my best friend at the time from high school, probably about uh, junior year to first or second year of college and then for some reason he stopped returning phone calls and i kept making the effort i kept making the effort i would call and after a while you start to feel like a little bitch you start to feel <laughs> like a little middle school bitch like, yeah why is he, why yeah yeah you, and, you know you, I mean? and then you start to feel weird too because you're like am i being a little bitch but they're yeah. just being human you're being human but it's like and after a while like i i said goodbye to all my friends in phoenix before i moved out here this guy was like was like nothing. And I was like, well, okay, I guess, you know. So a couple of years into living out here, maybe three years, I get a phone call from my mom and she says, You're never gonna believe who, who called. And I was like, I don't know. And she says this guy's name, and I'm like, oh, wow. And I was like, Well, what did he want? And she was like, Well, he showed up. He wanted to know if he can get your number. I gave him your number. I was like, Well, I guess, okay. So he called me up when he was out here. And all I wanted to know was what happened between us. What was the problem? I was working at the comedy store that, uh, back then as a door guy. And he says to me, he, you know, 